if the organization is empowered so that people can help me to move forward. I provide that vision, but people need to be empowered to say, yeah, maybe we, we need to take this detour so that we can get to where we are going. And that requires empowerment. And for me, that's what leadership is. Welcome to the Joe Momo Presents podcast. This is the Calgary Leader Series. Let's start the show. I'm really excited to have the next guest on the podcast. He's the president and CEO at Bow Valley College. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Mishek Mwaba. Thank you very much, Joe. I'm very excited to be on your podcast today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Uh, let's just jump right into it. How about you let the listeners know who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Mishek Mwala. I'm the president and CEO of Bovale College. It's a job I've held uh, since uh, November 2020. What I do is, and depends on who you ask, some people say I run the college, but really the way I frame it, I provide uh, the strategic vision and direction so that Bovale College can provide that exceptional learning experience for our students. And I'm accountable to the Board of Governors for providing that overall leadership so that Bovale College can actually successfully uh, be the college where people want to go. Absolutely. I read that you're the actually the sixth president and CEO of uh, Bow Valley College, and you've had more than 20, 25 plus years of experience in academic leadership. Um, so I'm just curious, uh, what's maybe something that Bow Valley College does that people don't know about? Well, that, that's an interesting question, and I like that you have asked because uh, Bovale College, if you walk on the streets of Calgary and ask the question, what's Bovale College? Most people are going to say it's an upgrading school. Others are going to say it's upgrading and uh, uh, English language training for new Canadians. But we do more than that. So if there's one thing people don't know about Bovale College is that we've got a broad suite of programs. We've got one of the largest schools in Western Canada in practical nursing. We, we, we train more practical nurses than, than anybody else. We have got uh, um, justice studies. We have got uh, social work. Uh, so that's just some of the examples in the School of uh, Health and Community Studies. Then we've got the True School of Business, where it's one of the largest schools we train people who are going to work in business, who are going to be entrepreneurs. And we even run from that school, we run the uh, Innovation Rodeo that runs every time during Stampede. And then we've got our School of Technology that has been building uh, programs in technology. So as Calgary diversifies, Bovale College is ready to provide that pipeline. Then this year, we just launched our Center for Entertainment Arts because as you are hearing, reading, Calgary is the place where movies are being made. In fact, uh, even this week, they were shooting some movies along just uh, uh, next to our, uh, to our door here. So to ensure that there is a sustainable pipeline, Bovale College has launched the Center for Entertainment Arts well, we're developing and training uh, film producers, uh, foundation arts, 
game development. Those are just some of the programs, and that's an area that's going to grow. So really, one thing people don't know about Bovale College is a college that's very innovative, but also has got a broad suite of programs to help Calgary and Alberta. I love that. Speaking of broad suite of initiatives, one of the ones I read uh, about Bow Valley College was the Open Doors, Open Minds initiative. Perhaps you could let the listeners know a little bit more about uh, what Bow Valley College is doing there. Yes, I'll do that. So our, our the Open Doors, Open Minds, that's Bow Valley College strategic plan. And uh, I talk about it as the GPS for Bow Valley College that's guiding us to take the college to the next step. So in that strategy, we talk about how we are going to shape the future of college education. And really when we talk about that, we're looking at education and we are looking at what do employers need. Uh, you look at uh, content nowadays, content is everywhere. So how do we ensure that those people who have taken time using the non-traditional ways actually put the skills and competencies required. So we've come up with an approach with assessment first. We assess people and we find where the gaps are. And basically, if they demonstrate competence, we give them the micro-credential. If they don't, then we show them how they can get content that will help them address that. So that's one area where we're making a difference. All our courses now are being developed in competence-based uh, education so that people can have the modular uh, learning. The other one that's very interesting, and it worked for, for us very well during COVID, because just before COVID, we started talking about what we call the modern classroom, where you can embed technology in the classroom and people can join from wherever they are. It helps us actually even have international students while in their countries attend Bovale College uh, in real time. And because of that, what we've done now is we've expanded those classrooms. Now we've got about uh, 70 classrooms that are uh, embedded with technology where students can choose whether to be in class or maybe to be somewhere else, but they're attending those classrooms. With open doors, open minds, we are also, when we talk about uh, shaping the future of college education, we are also looking at what are those areas where people who are currently working, the job has changed, or because of diversification, they are required to use their skills. So basically we are broadening that to include upskilling and reskilling. We want, people to look at Bovale College as the institution where they're going to come to if they need upskilling, reskilling. Technology is changing like every day and people are not going to afford to come to the college for two years. So we are saying, you know what? We can have these very quick initiatives that will help you upskill so that you go and start contributing to the, uh, to the, uh, to the company. The last one I want to share there is we made a decision four years ago where we said every student who graduates from Bovale College is going to be given at least one opportunity to do work integrated learning. And that's a big commitment. And what we are doing is we've really been working with organizations to understand their needs 
so that we can prepare these students uh, to go into the field. And part of that is we have now become one of the colleges that's running the what's called the pilot apprenticeship for non-trades. So we've got two programs uh, that we're developing. One is software development. The other one is digital design. Those are going to be run in an apprenticeship type of delivery. So students spend some time at the college and then they go and spend 8% of the time at the employer. Wow, that's uh, a great list of uh, innovative initiatives going on at Bow Valley College. Uh, uh, innovations definitely sounds like it's the forefront of uh, your vision. Uh, one of the things I really loved when I was doing some research for this interview was the micro-credentialing micro uh, aspect of things. And um, perhaps you could maybe dive a little bit deeper for the listeners about uh, that. Yes, happy, happy to do that. So micro-credentials uh, depends on how you look at it. Uh, some people look at them as just a short course. What we are doing at Valley College, we are flipping the coin. And basically we are saying, instead of just having our professors sit in their offices and develop their micro-credentials, we go to industry and ask the question, what are the key competences you are looking for at entry level? What are the key competences you are looking at uh, intermediate level? And from there, we develop a competence profile. And from the competence profile, we design the assessment. Now, here's how it works. If we have got a program, I'll give you a, uh, an example of a program that we've already developed and uh, it's ready to be run, is cloud computing. Now, with cloud computing, we have identified five key competences. Now, a competence is big enough such that once you have demonstrated that competence, you can actually be functional in a job place. So, Joe can come to Bovale College and I say, and say, I just want to do one micro-credential. You will do one micro-credential and you go to company A, company A will employ you. If after two or three years you decide, you know what, I want a full post diploma, you are going to come back to Bovale College and we are going to say, Joe, you demonstrated competence in competence one. Maybe you can do an assessment that shows of the four remaining competences, maybe part of your work has prepared you to demonstrate the other two competences. So which means you are just missing two. So instead of spending one year, maybe you are going to spend an extra three months to demonstrate the last competences. So that way, first, the micro-credentials are very relevant to the jobs that companies are looking for. The second thing is they are very compact such that you can take one if you like and go and work, or you can take all of them at the same time. The third thing is they are stackable. So when you come back, you don't have to repeat the things you already did. All we are going to do is, okay, here's where you start. And once you have completed all of them, we give you that uh, post diploma. So really for us, it aligns with our philosophy of um, make all learning count. Because learning, it doesn't have to be in the classroom. With technology now, with the internet, 
if you want to do um, to be a film producer, guess what? You're <laughs> going to find content that will help you do that. Where Bovale College, the space Bovale College is playing in, is basically asking the question: Did you acquire the right content, and if you learned how to apply it correctly? Because before you do that, content is not is is not meaningful. Company A is going to require you to combine the knowledge and how you can apply it. That's how you become useful to that uh, organization. And for us, that's what that micro credential is doing. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll invite Joe, I'll invite your listeners to look at our website and see micro credentials that they can be interested in. I love that. I love how you say that learning is not only done in the classroom, there's also uh, more of a robust approach to that. And I, I really agree. Um, one thing I did want to ask you that I saw was that uh, you won uh, Alberta Newcomer Recognition Award and congratulations to you. That's that's awesome. Um, as a immigrant myself, I'm, I'm my listeners now from Nigeria, but uh, what, what advice would you give to other newcomers coming to Calgary? Well, um... They, they, they need to first, Calgary is a, a great place to be in. There are a lot of opportunities, but also challenges. So they need to prepare for both. Uh, they need to prepare that they can uh, take advantage of the opportunities. Uh, there are organizations that um, are willing to help newcomers. Bow Valley College is one of them. One of the things we do uh, is we really help immigrants to prepare for certification so that they can start working in their, in their own area. We help uh, new Canadians uh, to, to get um, their English, if they don't have uh, English background, to, to learn English so that they can use that. But Calgary is also a tough place to be in because uh, it's a closed society. So you need basically to be connected to certain areas before you can see those opportunities. So those challenges should not discourage newcomers to Calgary. What they can do is to find individuals who can help with opening those doors, whether it's coming to Bovale College or it's connecting with Joe or it's figuring out where do I find my, my, my community. The other one is like any other newcomer, uh, initially, we are going to struggle. I've, I've struggled myself, but it's looking at uh, how can you make sure that you tell people what you are capable of doing. Um, Joe, you know, you know about this. I grew up in an environment where you don't blow your own horn. <laughs> you let the results of your work demonstrate what you can do. I think it's a different society here. You need to speak up. You need to demonstrate. So if there's an opportunity to uh, volunteer, not forever, but for a limited time, so that you can build those networks, then Calgary is the place to be. So those are a few things I would, uh, I would suggest for newcomers to Calgary. Absolutely. I love how you say that sometimes you just got to blow your own horn. Uh, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So you just have to go out there, network, pound the pavement. And like you said, just build that network and uh, open doors for yourself. 
you had mentioned also challenges. Uh, one thing I always love to ask my guests on the podcast is, uh, how do you build resilience in times of challenge? And as a leader yourself, how do you build or how do you lead through times of challenge? So, you know, in terms of, of, of challenges, and uh, I've been living with this because um, assuming the role of president and CEO during the pandemic actually was very, very challenging. How do you connect with people? How do you do, um, how do you encourage people? How do you motivate people? So really it's uh, first kind of to, uh, to be focused, to identify what are the few things that you're going to do and do them very well. That's one. The next thing is be willing to pivot very quickly. Sometimes we do the planning and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But well, you know what, um, when things change, you must be willing to do things you didn't think about. The other part is, is just to have that uh, positive thinking. So if I look at myself, I carry on my shoulders the aspirations of the entire organization. So I have to display that positivity so that the people I'm leading know that this is something that's maybe a temporary setback and we are going to get out of this. So really, it's almost like um, thinking differently. So one of the things, I don't know if you've seen that, one of the things uh, in our mission statement, it says uh, challenge our thinking. And when, when I became president, just the time I was becoming president, I decided that I was going to adopt that line as my mantra. Because in terms of change and change that's happening uh, very quickly, resilience comes when we start thinking about the things we have not thought about. So really, every day we have to challenge our thinking because every day is not going to be the same. What worked even this morning may not work this afternoon. So how do we challenge that thinking so that we can continue making movements? And, and you know, the last thing I'll say on that one is, as you are doing that, there will be a lot of frustrations. So it's also learning how do you leave those frustrations. So instead of, uh, uh, instead of uh, uh, giving up, it's just saying, is there something that I can do differently? I think as human beings, especially in terms of uh, significant change, we also have to take care of our mental health. So it's really also making sure that as we are speaking, we ask, how are you doing? How can I help you? Uh, is there anything that I can take off your table? Just those questions, I think, helps the people you are leading to be positive and to realize that, you know, there are times when there will be challenges where I just need to step back. Mm, I love that. Um, I love that you bring the mental health aspect into, into leadership and really checking in and having that human, human touch. Because um, sometimes you hear leaders just wielding the iron fist and not really checking in on, on the team. So I love that you, you have that more dynamic approach. We, we've talked about challenges and I have a, I mean, I've had a ton of successful people. You're successful, um, but I always wonder what, from their perspective, what does success look like? So I'd love to know, maybe you could share what does, it could be professionally or personally, but what does success look like uh, for you? I, I, th I think for me, success, look, um, success is when you can make a difference. 
And, and I think whether it's professionally or personally, it's that difference where um, you are helping people become better human beings. So you can start at the personal level. If you help so many people, guess what? The community is going to be a better place. The city is going to be a better place. The country is going to be a better place. If you take uh, talk uh, professionally, uh, for me, success looks like I've grown a college of leaders because when you have helped people to actually get and perform at the best they can be, to believe in themselves, then you are making a difference. And they are going to make difference in other people as well. We are an academic institution. We are here because of the students. But I'm also mindful that for the students to get that uh, exceptional learning experience, I need to have faculty and staff who are very motivated, who are very satisfied with what they are doing, who come to the college because they see a sense in what they are doing. When they are like that, it's going to help the students as well because they are going to bring students up as well. So really success for me is making that positive change in a person. It sounds like uh, your your definition and my definition are very similar. I think just having that positive impact uh, in your community, in your cohort, in where you live is my definition of success as well and something I strive for. So it's great that we uh, two minds think alike. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm glad to see that we are alive. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I only have a couple more questions here for you. It looks like coming up on time. But uh, one question I love to ask is, What's maybe one question that you never get asked that you wish you would be asked? Well, one, one question uh, I hoped I'd asked, which I didn't ask, was uh, how many times do I have to go to Stampede? <laughs> how many times have you been to the Stampede? <laughs> well, um, Stampede is how many days? Uh, it was a 10, 10 days. 10 yeah. days. So there are times when I go there twice a day. Oh wow! <laughs> What's so, your? I I should have asked that question, but it's it's part of that community building. So for me, it's uh, it's important that I do that. But it's just one thing that uh, I should have asked. <laughs> no, I love that. Um, what's what's maybe something you're proud of that we haven't touched on in the interview so far? You know, um. um as, as looking at this, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that I'm the first Black to be a, a president and CEO of, uh, 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 of an Alberta college. But I'll even be prouder if I succeed, because if I succeed, it means that I'm going to open a lot of doors for people like me who are sent to these positions. It, 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 become, it, it shouldn't... Uh, I shouldn't be talking about being the first. I should be talking about here are the doors that have opened so that the people are coming before me. It won't be part of the news release about be, being first. So I think for me, yes, I'm proud now, but I still have to do a lot of work so that I don't close the door. I want several doors to be open.
I love that. And I have no doubt that you're going to be successful. Um, it's just been a pleasure speaking with you on the interview. Uh, where can our listeners connect with you online? Well, I'm, um, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. So on Twitter, the handle is just at Mishek Mwawa. And then LinkedIn, if you search Mishek Mwawa, I should be, I should be there. Awesome. And I'll put those in the podcast show notes. So you guys go reach out if you have any questions. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, I have one last question for you before we end the interview. I ask all my guests, but uh, what does being a leader or leadership mean to you? Being a leader means that uh, you have a following. You can't lead if you're, if you're alone. Being a leader to me means you must be uh, humble enough to know when to be in front and to know when you're at the back. Uh, leadership to me means you need to empower the people you are working with so that they can bring the best. Because for me, I'm going to succeed if the organization is empowered so that people can help me to move forward. I provide that vision, but people need to be empowered to say, yeah, maybe we, we need to take this detour so that we can get to where we are going. And that requires empowerment. And for me, that's what leadership is. Hi, I'm Misha Kumara, and you are listening to Joe Momo Presents. Thanks again for watching the Joe Momo Presents podcast. For more episodes, check out joemomo.com slash podcasts. All right, see you next time.